Hey everybody, it's Alan. Uh, so I've got an announcement to make about a little contest we're running. If you want to win a $20 eShop gift card and a Retro Reset t-shirt, specifically the Welcome to the Year 1990X shirt that we have on our Teespring right now, uh, you can enter to win by leaving us a review on iTunes. That's completely it. Uh, first place will win a $20 eShop gift card to the game vendor of their choice and a Retro Reset t-shirt. And second place will get the same t-shirt as well. Even if you don't have an iDevice, like an iPhone or an iPad, you can still enter to win by making an iTunes Store account and leaving a review on the show. Just visit bit.ly forward slash retro reset and leave a review by June 30th and you're done. Thanks everybody for your support and enjoy the show. Mario's off on his biggest adventure ever and this time he's brought along a friend. Yoshi the Dinosaur teams up with Mario to battle Bowser, who has kidnapped Princess Toadstool once again. Guide Mario and Yoshi through nine peril-filled worlds to the final showdown in Bowser's castle. And when he says friend, it's kind of a loose term, because let's be honest, how many times does Mario kill Yoshi over the course? Whenever, it, whenever it's convenient. That's right. So, I mean, I wouldn't say friend more than a uh, tool. Now you're playing with power. Superpower. Sonic 2 handles stubborn stains. Embarrassing bald spots, no problem. Warning. Incoming game. Two best friends get sent back to the year 1990X. Now they have to play games the old school way. No guides, no internet. No way! This is the Retro Reset Podcast. Call in game tips at 747-21-RESET. That's 747-217-3738. Ask your parents for help. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Retro Reset, the show where we're resetting our gaming brains and rediscovering the worlds of gaming for ourselves. I'm Alan Jenkins. I'm Kyle McCluskey. And we're here to take you on a journey, guys. Are you ready to go back to the year 1990X? I... hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm ready now. I am wow, that's ready. not the most annoying noise in the universe. At no, all. I had I had to fiddle around with stuff. I couldn't just go to 1990X unprepared. Uh, you, you're right. You're right. You got to get your plutonium. Yeah. Right. You gotta you gotta pack up your bags and make sure that you have clothes that look like they're correct. So we're gotta, gonna be wearing a lot of day glow. Gotta okay. make sure my capacitor is thoroughly fluxed. Yes. Make sure it's fluxing. Okay. Um, so <laughs> on Retro Reset, if you haven't listened before, we play a retro video game uh, about twice a month, and we try to play it without any uh, internet guides or any help from the outside other than what you guys give us. So that means phone calls and texts from our listeners uh, and, of course, from each other. Um, so we'll what think are we of, playing? We'll think of you guys like mm-hmm. uh, neighbors, yes. digital neighbors. Yeah, you guys are our neighbors, and we're going over to play Super Nintendo at your house because our ha- parents haven't gotten us the system yet. Actually, I got grounded. I had it, but they took it away. Uh, so, yeah, you have to play it at your friend's house yeah, now. I Otherwise, accidentally, I accidentally elbowed my sister in the face. It had nothing to do with the fact that she know, deserved she, it. <laughs> she stole my Pokemon cards. That was just coincidence. Yeah, total coincidence. Not related at all. Um, so what are we playing next week, Kyle? Next week, we are going to be playing... Lay, lay, look! Can you hear that in the distance? Lay, 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 Lego, Lego, Lego Island. Yeah. So Lego Island on the PC, man. There's nothing more '90s than the dude that brings the food. Am I right? Yeah, man. He's the pizza delivery dude. Okay. The dude with the food. 
he is the '90s. He's the quintessential PC '90s character. Maybe I don't know. I make maybe the up. quintessential '90s kid on on a video game. True, video Lego kid. He's all about pizza. He's all about video games because he exists in a video game. In fact, I think he's the only Lego kid. And his name is Pepper Roni. Hmm. Yep. He's a, so, he's a, yeah. If you guys would like to send in your tips, tricks, or memories about Lego Island, please give us a call at 747-21-RESET. That's 747-2137. No, 217-3738. I got yeah. it. I got it this time. Woo! Suck it. Yes. Suck my nards. How many episodes are we in? Eight? Uh, no. It's no, good. it's good, man. <laughs> we're, I knew you'd get it. I had believed this, in you. This is our fifth main episode. Okay, so we won't count side, extra side extra quests, lives, side quests, not extra yeah. lives. Uh, it's uh, that's oh, from man. something else that didn't yeah, exist. We, yeah, it doesn't exist. <laughs> the podcast that shall it. not be named. Yes, that is from anyway. the podcast that shall not be named. Uh, so anyway, next week we're playing Lego Island. Send in those tips, tricks, and memories. Call or text. You can email us also at retroresetpod at gmail.com or tweet at us at re- retroresetpod. That's pretty much every platform. We have the same name, so it's easy to find. Yep, we're everywhere. Everywhere. So what are we playing today, my friend? Today we are playing the Mario. You know what? Before we get into it. <laughs> I have to. We have to. We, let's, let's do a little banter. How, how was your Memorial Day weekend? My Memorial Day weekend was uh, pretty good. We didn't get to do any of the stuff we actually wanted to do because of the storm. So Oklahoma is getting pounded in the butt right now by uh, tornado season, as you very well know. Yeah. We had to yeah. put off this recording because more storms were coming. So, yeah, it's just it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was alluding to. You know, I, I my Memorial Day weekend, I had planned to go to Arkansas, but mm-hmm. Lake Oklahoma had other plans. Yeah. I was because I got up to Bartlesville, which is north of here, a ways like two hours, and then we're heading east, and we got about halfway there, and all the highways, like the rain hit us, and all the highways just shut down. We ended up uh-huh. going back to Bar. It was a mess. It was a mess. But hey, it was still a three day weekend, so I'll take what I can get. Yeah, I, I honestly, it was pretty good. I had a, um, a four and a half day weekend myself because my uh, office is doing employee appreciation. Excuse me, employee appreciation week. So um, they gave us, you know, lots of time off uh, this past week. So it's pretty good. It's been pretty yeah. good. But man, yeah, the, the flooding has been quite ridiculous. Glad yeah. I don't. There are certain cities around here that are just underwater. Maybe not completely, but. Right. Oof. But yeah, yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty nasty out. Um, so yeah, I had a good weekend in that. I, I finished a lot of stuff and I got some reading done. I finished the first book in the Thrawn trilogy. I've been oh. listening to uh, the Star Wars, um, the expanded universe Star Wars books. Uh, so that's hmm. been pretty fun. Sweet. Yeah, my plan is eventually to read all of them and then become a Jedi Knight when I'm done. I assume that's what will happen. Yeah, that's that's pretty much that's right. When you read everything about Star Wars, you yeah. get force powers. George Lucas appears in your dreams and dubs you a Jedi. I I think that's right. I mean, it sounds yeah. right to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. You have to do a couple so, sacrifices first, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's no all deal. part of the plan. You have to like, I think you have to kill like a sheep over a statue of Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I, I looked it up on Wikipedia. It's pretty detailed. 
Yeah, the Not sheep's blood has to, to be prepared in a specific way. You yeah. have to put it into like a specific type of pool. It's um, gonna have enough metachlorines. Hey, we don't talk about metachlorines <laughs> in this house. Okay. Sorry. First of all. First of all. Uh what games have you been playing lately? Uh Super Mario World. And <laughs> uh I've been playing we played a little bit of Battlefront 2. That was fun. Yeah. It was fun, but frustrating near the end because our connections kept crapping out. Well, Mine specifically. Yeah. The I Ewok thing was fun. I like the Ewok thing. Yeah, the Ewok thing was a lot of fun. Like, it, it, the feeling of a horror game in that is, is really kind of cool. It's, it was executed very well, and I don't think they did it on purpose, it seems like. Because the, the whole Battlefield <laughs> Capital Ship game is just so poorly thought out. It's broken. It's, like, it's tug of war is what it is. And I, like I said, I speculated this because the game is pretty big. And I think it would probably be possible to have multiple layers of battling going on at once instead of having to transition. Right. Know? So like if someone captured all the ground bases, then the people in the capital ship that didn't have the ground bases would be at a disadvantage for a short period of time or something like that. I don't know. Right. Just a thought. Anyways, people, people oversold how complicated it was uh, yeah. when I read about it. It's, it was definitely over. You you think that there's kind of like this big thing, and you have multiple objectives. You kind of do, but it's mostly just like, did you kill enough people? Okay, then you move to the next section in a bad way. Well, I don't know if you've played Heavy Burger, where you're sort of going back and forth between different arcade modes. Right? It felt yeah. sort of like that game, except with only two arcade modes. Like in Heavy Burger, it plays like Smash TV. You have to get to the edge of the screen that's yours, sort of like hitting a goal. And it takes you to like a new version of the game, right? And there are lots of other, uh, let's say there's multiple other people that are are in there, but it doesn't happen as fast. And if certain people are overpowered, then you are. And it's weird. Yeah. And you have to sit on spots for a while. You know, it's not, not 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 my cup. It's not ideal. I, I feel like maybe simpler objectives appeal more to me because of my ADD, but um, I don't think anything will top uh, Destiny's um, capture oh, yeah. the flag mode. Destiny or, 2, oh gosh. Or King of the Hill or whatever it is. Uh, control. Is control. That's what but Yeah, De- Destiny had such great gunplay and it was so much fun to play and everybody was on the same playing field. Yeah, you 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 could up your you know your abilities with certain guns, but even then the damage was um, scaled. Yeah, you know, and it just felt great. The f- gunplay yeah. in that game is freaking amazing. It is. If anybody could make a game with Bungie's uh, Destiny Two gunplay, and then put that into a Borderlands style uh, four person co op game. I would never play anything else for the rest of my life. The 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 E3 or not the E3 the the board the gameplay reveal in May really got my hopes up, man. I mean, it looks pretty smooth. It does. I'm 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 really excited for Borderlands Three. Everything that they're saying they changed about it too seems to be like them listening to fans and doing what the fans are asking them to do. Just the inclusion of having a slide is like I need it. You know? Yeah. And the fact Which, that you kick barrels, that's super cool. Yeah. Ah, man. I'm so excited for it. And and the whole loot, you know, uh, instancing, that's really cool. All the boss guns you get. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I, I mean, we could squee yeah. about that game all day. I'm telling you. Oof. 
We'll definitely have to have an episode on Borderlands too. Oh, definitely um, not just board. I think maybe just all the Borderlands, a yeah. four-hour episode. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just make it really, really long. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll have a uh, ultimate vault hunter mode of the episode for uh, super fans. Yeah. Where uh, <laughs> if one of us answers, like we'll start triviaing each other about it. And if one of us yeah. answers the question incorrectly, we die in real life. Hey, that sounds like it comes from a different show. Um, No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It sounds like uh, the show that shall not be named. No, oh. I need, I need a, I need a theme song for that. You know, like a, like a bump, bump, bump. You could do like the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. Just leave it at that. <laughs> and yeah. Like mystery. Mm, who are you <laughs> talking about? That's for us to know, and you never to know, never to know. Nope. Uh, let's let's not alienate the rest of the fans who are actually listening now. Let's. <laughs> let's not make it too complicated. Okay. Uh, so you know what else uh, shall not be named? What's that? Uh, another game that is as good as Super Mario World. Yeah, Real smooth segue there. <laughs> it's great. I love it. <laughs> that game that you are not referencing is as good as Super Mario World. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Super uh, Mario, Super Mario, Super Mario such a good game. World. Hey, it's the song. Hey, all right. Okay, no, that's enough. That's just a little taste of what's to come. Yeah. Um. So, Super Mario World, man. Uh, I am so glad that we took on this game. It's one of my favorites. Didn't you say a long time ago that it was your favorite game? Yeah, it's... it's uh... I think it was it's one of my favorite games on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the games we asked, like all time favorite. It's kind of or at least my most played or something. I don't remember what, what I said about it, because technically my favorite Super Nintendo game I said was Link to the Past. But that's just because mm-hmm. of nostalgia. The most solid game like that I can remember playing the most on there, Super Mario World. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, my first Super Nintendo game was Super Mario World. Uh, playing it over at a friend's house because um, I had played Mario before. And it's like when I saw this game, the last Mario that I had played was Super Mario, the original. Yeah. So this was such like a huge leap forward when I saw it. It was like, oh, my God, this is what video games can be. I think this it was amazing. the same for me because I, I went from Super. I went from the first Super Mario Brothers to yeah. Super Mario World to Mario 3. And then right too i think because I, I got think the, i got the um uh the super collection. mario world stars yeah that yeah. thing okay well let's review here our setup and our constrictions so again we went into this game with no internet guides and no outside help um had you ever read a guide for super mario world before this no so i had i had the super mario advance guide that you got from nintendo power uh when i got this game so, yeah, I had the guide originally when I was a kid, but I, I did not look up anything on the Internet for this. And as for your setup, uh, what version of the game are you playing uh, and what system are you playing? I am playing the Super Nintendo version on the Super Nintendo because I got the power. I don't have the right. power. I lied. 
you don't it. have the power. You, you wanted the power, but you don't have it. I didn't yeah, have the power either. It's the power. I don't have the responsibility. I couldn't wield the power. I didn't have the responsibility. Right. Yeah, the Super Mario Advance guide I got was like, I got separately. My parents did not give me a subscription to Nintendo Power because they didn't really love me. Um, oh. I'm just kidding, Mom, if you're ever listening to this. And I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But, you know. But I'm just saying. You you clearly could have shown you love me more if you bought me Nintendo Power. <laughs> yeah, my parents just, uh, we were just poor. I don't have an excuse. No, we didn't have the money for it either. Although I was in the Star Wars fan club for like four issues of that, which nice. was great. Yeah. Um, to be a fan of. So my setup, obviously, is my CRT. Um, I have this game on Super Nintendo, but I chose to play this one on the Super Mario World uh, the Super Mario All-Stars plus Super Mario World uh, cartridge uh, that I have. Oi. Nice. Yeah, I'm a fancy boy. I decided not to go with the uh, um, Game Boy Advance game. I didn't actually look this up because, uh, again, it's kind of against the rules. But um, I had heard from somebody that that version of the game is easier, and I'm not sure how. Hmm. So yeah, I didn't look true. at differences between versions for this. Yeah. Is it easier? I don't know. I've never put it. Well, um, I guess we'll never know. It's Someone not the focus should, of this episode. I mean, I don't have to call Sam, but let us know on the old uh, Facebook page or something if you know if it's easier. Yeah, what call it in, send us a text, do whatever. What have of this exactly. Game Boy Advanced version of Super Mario World? It's a Game Boy Advance? question. Uh, yeah, Game Boy Advance. Ah, that's Super right, Mario Advance right. 2. That's I can't remember awesome. which one it was. Yeah, no, it was... It, it's actually a really good version of the game. It's um, it's got some different features. I, th- I'm told it's easier. Um, you can actually get yourself up to I think 99, more than 99 lives, Ooh. and your lives save in between playthroughs. So you know how Super Mario World puts you back down to like five lives after you reset your game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the uh, Game Boy Advance version, you could just rack those up. So I would just like go to the special zone. And, and maybe that's why it's easier. It's, uh, and yeah. I, I would just rack up lives and keep those. You know, yeah. I think I had nine hundred ninety nine lives from most of my playthrough. We we all had those like level or those like like live farming levels. I had <laughs> yeah. a different one, but we'll get to that later. I guess we'll talk when we yeah. get into it. But. Well, um, I think this calls for firing up the time circuits. Kyle, will you uh, hit the buttons? Yes. Okay. Time no, they're not. Oh, no, that's not on yet. What are you doing? That's a micro machine. That's a microwave. What the heck, Marty? <laughs> okay, here we are. <laughs> okay. I hit the right button. Actually, now? Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's all happened because, you know, we're in time now. Okay, so You great. don't remember because it was, you know. Yeah, actually, the rules of time travel say the rules of time travel say you don't actually remember traveling through time when it happens. Exactly. So everyone listen to this has traveled back in time. Yeah, in a um, separate dimi- string theory. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 in your mind. We're back in 1990x, guys. Okay, back in 1999 so super... mind times. Hmm? Huh? Okay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so for the collectors out there, uh, Super Mario World is not an expensive game at the time of this recording. Price charting has the game at about 11.99 for a loose copy, Ooh. so it's pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah. Um, for the American version, uh, we're going with all U.S. Um, prices here. Um, a okay. complete in box copy, however, is much higher at about two hundred and fifteen bucks for yeah, 
It's usually for all CBDs, especially for uh, like main IPs. Main IPs are going to go more. Yeah, for sure. CBDs. Yeah, because everybody wants Mario on their shelf. Um, I have a CIB Lagoon, but nobody cares about Lagoon. And so it only costs 40 bucks. Come on, man. (laughs) I got love for Nasser. Yeah, I know. I know. Not everybody does. Maybe we'll do an episode on him some other time. I that would be fun because it's a game that like you really like, but I've never played. So like it'd be funny. Yeah, that'd be great. Exchange. Yeah. Like nostalgia I think goggles. one of my favorite <laughs> my one of my favorite things about this show is getting to share new things with you, uh, yeah. my buddy. So new old things, old new things. Yeah, new new old things. Um, nostalgia so, goggles. <laughs> you keep so mentioning nostalgia goggles. People don't know what you're talking about. I know, but you do. <laughs> Would you like and to explain? No, I just want to hear your reaction and move on. <laughs> People <laughs> curious. Uh, so nostalgia goggles is a show we did uh, yeah. a long time ago. Uh, it was a recorded like youtube show um i thought it was good but you know you know it's, i did it's too just, i really enjoyed it i thought it was fun it, we had plans, i thought it was a lot man. of fun it was really hard to actually get down to filming yeah, it though because there's a lot of live action in that one there was a lot of us like doing stuff. there was a lot of live action yeah, i would love to bring it back at some point if you're interested yeah. um it's on youtube uh i'm sure you can find it we did like uh, mist and lego island funny enough um yeah. we we do love that game a lot yeah. Um, so anyway, if you if you want Super Mario World, the game has been re-released pretty much everywhere. It's not on the Switch yet, but I'm sure that at E3 this year, crossing my fingers, they'll reveal the SNES online app. Um, oh, yeah, please. And please yeah. don't make it a separate charge. That would be stupid. Yeah, I would be really angry about that. So let's not do that. But if you want to play Super Mario World, you're basically spoiled for choice in terms of platforms. It's not hard to find at all. They made a ton of them. Um, okay. So, uh, for how long to beat? It's not terribly long. It's like five hours. Average. Yeah. Five hours. According to how long to beat. Um, completionist run goes about 10. And I I think that's pretty accurate. I don't know. I've, I've put a lot of time into this game and I think if you're playing it for the first time, that's probably not super accurate. Yeah. If you're not hundred percenting it, there's people that have beat it in like 30 something minutes. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and, but if it's your first time, it'll probably take a little longer. Yeah, it, yeah. depending if you're just trying to get to the end or if you're trying to complete them all. I wonder if there's a category for like all Yosh coin run. Oh, probably. I imagine. Crazy. Um, oh, man, that would be really hard. Yeah, it would. Especially because sometimes you have to go back in order to like. I, I imagine at some point you would have to go back into a level again to open up a specific uh, secret path as well as get the coins in the level. Yeah. So I imagine that would be pretty hard to balance, like playing things over again and getting all the coins on your first try. Yeah. And you have to have a way of tracking it too. So probably not yeah. the easiest, but yeah, it'd be fun. fun I'm thought. sure there's somebody who's done it. Um, so Super Mario World really needs no introduction in the retro gaming world. It's been like I said, released on countless multiple platforms. Uh, but that's not this type of podcast. Uh, we're not the kind of people who are going to not introduce the game that everybody knows about. So we're back in the year 1991 for Super Mario World. It was released in Japan a year before in 1990. Uh, and here in the States in August of 1991 as part of the launch lineup for the Super Nintendo. Hmm. Uh, 1991, as we sense. discussed last week, uh, is... Uh, a seismic year for gaming. You see yeah. Sonic, you see Mario, you see F-Zero, you see Street Fighter 2, 
a lot of genre defining games in 1991. Uh, So it's hard to wrangle in just how much of an impact this game had because it's considered one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, It is the best selling game for the Super Nintendo at over 20 million units. And in my opinion, it's the best platformer of the 16 bit generation, bar none. Oh, yeah, bar none. Yeah. Um, So to make this a little easier to talk about, uh, we're going to start at the very beginning. In the beginning. And also, uh, thank you to Schmopulations for some great translated interviews that were unearthed recently. Um, uh, They have some translations of some interviews from the official Super Mario Guide, uh, Super Mario World Guide from Japan uh, when it was actually released. So some really good information on there. Uh, Thank you for that. Um, So development on Super Mario World started in 1988. And it brought together several gaming greats after the NES era. Um, It was being developed by Nintendo's Entertainment Analysis and Development Division, which was previously known as R&D4 before 1989. Hmm. Um, And they were sort of formed up. um, They were given this name about one year uh, before the release of the Super Nintendo. Uh, So they had two departments, one led by, I'm sure uh, you know his name, Kyle, Shigeru Miyamoto. I think I've heard You ever heard of him? Yeah, Maybe. Him. yeah. So didn't he like he didn't would... he start Macintosh or something? Yeah, yeah. He's the Apple. Uh, He's the Apple uh, guy. CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah guy. that's right. Right. Apple Miyamoto. Apple Miyamoto. Um, yeah. Yeah, as you know, <laughs> at Shigeru Apple Miyamoto, man, he yeah, makes the best, like the best iPads back in 1988. He's, he's um, <laughs> so Shigeru uh, Shigeru Miyamoto would focus on uh, software. And then there was another department to focus on tech, uh, like uh, the Super FX chip that was used in Star Fox. Oh, yeah. Um, F-Zero was the first game that they developed, uh, another launch title for the Super Nintendo. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. Man, the launch lineup for the Super Nintendo is amazing. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that all of the games that it released had been out for a year in Japan. Yeah. So they knew which ones hit and which one missed. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So we have this huge launch lineup where that you don't really see for any system afterward, uh, because for like the N64, you know, things came out worldwide around the same time, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure the Internet will. Um, but the, the SNES had had a year to percolate in Japan. So you have all these amazing games already uh, that have been coming out for a whole year. And all of that stuff hits the States the same at the, basically the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, in the lunch window. Uh, so the team also brought in to, uh, Takashi Tezuka to direct. Um, he was the director and designer on pretty much every Mario up to that point. Um, he has other credits, including Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, Yoshi's Island, a ton. Uh, same goes for the others. Shigeru Miyamoto created Donkey Kong and Mario. Um, and in this uh, case, he produced and he says he gave notes and, and that's about it, which I'm sure he's, you know, being modest. Um, but he described it as like he would give notes uh, during the development process. Yeah. Um, and of course, you have Koji Kondo uh, on Heck the yeah, sweet, Koji Kondo. sweet SNES sound chip. Yeah. I would say he's basically the John Williams to uh, Miyamoto and Tezuka, Spielberg and George Lucas. Because, yeah. of course, I'm going to use a Star Wars reference. Of course. Um, so Miyamoto, uh, Tezuka and, and Kondo had such a huge impact at Nintendo. We could sit here all day and list all the games they've had a hand in over the years. So we're not going to do that. But suffice it to say, all three were already legends by the time Super Mario World 
uh, was coming out. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, people knew their names. They were the Hideo Miyazaki's of video games. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hayao Miyazaki's. That's what I Hideo mean. Kojima. Yeah, I got Kojima mixed up. It's, mm-hmm. it, it, it took me a second, too. Well, <laughs> Hideo Miyazaki, yeah, that H- one. Hideo, Hideo Kojima is on my mind, too, because Death Stranding uh, released that trailer today, which is I have no yeah. idea what's happening. Well, that's the same with all the trailers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm probably going to buy it day one, but like I have no idea what's happening. That's but I trust, I, I trust him to make a good game. I so. trust you, man. You made that cool hallway thing. <laughs> um, so the artist responsible for Super Mario World's look, uh, Shigafumi Hino, um, also basically, in my opinion, dictated Nintendo's look throughout the SNES and N64 eras. He did the character design for Link's Awakening, uh, for Super Mario 64, Pokemon Stadium, Game & Watch Gallery. Um, and you can sort of see a big shift uh, from the NES era version of mario to the like 90s super mario world version of mario there's a there's a look that i think is still has still has influence on what mario looks like today oh yeah you know he made it smoother uh he made it look cuter um in a way so i feel like everything nintendo did in that time period really was influenced by this artist um so he had a big impact too but people don't know about him as as much um, so Nintendo was not screwing around with Super Mario World. They took their absolute top talent and tasked them with creating the SNES's launch lineup, uh, which was no easy task. Miyamoto actually talks about how this is his favorite Mario game, but he was unhappy with releasing it uh, without some features they originally planned that eventually made it into other games. Uh, and I can't find any info on what those features were. Yeah, um, it's a mystery. So no, yeah, it, they're, they're very classically... Um, uh, dodgy about giving that kind of information. Whenever they talk about, oh, well, there, there were these features that we left out, but they made it into other games. And it's like, well, what features? Be specific. It's in the past. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, so the development cycle was uh, a little rushed. It only took two years. Um, and when they started, they actually started by porting Super Mario 3 over to the system to test its capability. And they were going to like make the port like one of the launch titles, but they realized... To really take advantage of the system, they would have to create an entirely new game uh, in order to push the console because Super Mario 3 felt like the same game, even though it was on new hardware. Probably. Um, And it it was the same game, but it just didn't look visually interesting enough. It just looked like an NES game that was sort of like giving a new coat of paint. It looked like a port. I mean, they realized back then, you know what? Ports aren't necessarily a good idea, but some game developers nowadays don't understand that. Sometimes it works, sometimes (laughs) they don't. Yeah, it's true. Not every port is good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, while we're at it, um, if you're listening, uh, Mr. Nintendo, please release uh, Wind Waker on Switch and Super Mario Sunshine. Heck yeah. Please. I, oh, I yeah. Super Mario Sunshine needs an HD release. It really does. I don't know why they haven't done it yet, uh, but they need to get it the freak done. Heck yeah. So... One thing that I think makes Super Mario World so unique is its location. Uh, it's the first time we've left the Mushroom Kingdom, and you're in this strange world called Dinosaur Land. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Miyamoto actually wanted to include a dinosaur companion for Mario since game one, and this was like finally his chance. He actually had 
a like a post-it note or a little drawing, a sketch of Mario riding a dinosaur for like five years before this game came out. Huh. He had yeah. the Yoshi in mind even back then. Yeah, and it's not just like George Lucas saying, well, uh, you know, actually, uh, I'd originally tended to uh, make this a uh, nine-part uh, trilogy, and um, Han actually uh, shot second because uh, he's not that kind of guy. He wouldn't kill a man uh, without asking first. And um, just, you know, this uh, you know, this is really this that is my sounds like Han. I mean, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Han's like, it hey, man, like can I shoot you? Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, nah. And then he does it anyway. <laughs> it's okay, yeah. Um, so... In any case, uh, this is not like somebody blowing smoke ab- about, you know, he has the receipts, essentially, right? You, he, There's actually a scan of the drawing on the internet. Yeah. Um, and he was drawing Mario in that pixelated style. So it's really cool to see. Um, originally, the design was more reptilian, uh, but they decided they wanted it to be cuter to sort of fit the rest of the world, which I yeah. think is a good choice. Yeah. You don't want to have this like, hyper-realistic dragon. <laughs> yeah, it's just like like you're playing Super Mario World and then like Turok Dinosaur. You know? That's <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. Um, so I'll link the uh, interview that I read all this in in the show notes or or some of it in. I have uh, quite a few sources this, uh, this time. Um, so also a little uh, fun fact here. Yoshi's full scientific name is T. Yoshisaurus Munchikupas. Hmm. And nobody knows what the T stands for. The? The Yoshisaurus Munchikupas. Yeah, I guess that fits. Maybe. Well, well thanks for the boring explanation, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know. Tesseract. I'm, I'm going to say his <laughs> name stands for Tyrone. Tyrone Yoshisaurus. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice name. Yeah, it's pretty good. Toadstool. Um, Toadstool. So what did, what did you think about Dinosaur Land? Mm-hmm. We, we don't have to get into it too much, but I mean, Dinosaur, Dinosaur Land, Land is so different from everything that had come before. It's true because it had an overworld compared to everything right. else. Yeah, which was super, well, Super Mario well, 3 had an overworld yeah. as well. Yeah, I know. But like it was I don't know if it felt more contained, a little bit more detailed. It felt it's, like it was connected. It felt like it was yeah. a real world. There wasn't weird colored like. And transparent bridges leading to number tiles that have black and then like a little white number in them. Yeah, it felt like you were actually, it felt alive. It felt like you were traversing a real place. Um, All of it had names. Everything was connected to each other. It may not seem that way now in a world where, you know, overworlds don't really exist all that much anymore. But you still have them in in Mario. They were in in Shovel Knight. Yeah, yeah, but I would argue that, you know, Mario World kind of was some of the peak of of that idea. Oh yeah, they set they set the trend. They are the trendsetters of yeah, platformer, definitely. and a lot of those, a lot they refined the platforming genre and brought it to like its high point. Exactly. So you've got this game developed by the most legendary minds at Nintendo, and of course it does gangbuster sales in no small part due to it being a pack in game. Uh, with the SNES Super Set, so you would get this game for free when you bought yeah, the system. I think that's how I got it. And mine. it actually lagged behind the Genesis for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I would say that this was the true start to the '90s console wars. Everybody cites the release of the Sega Genesis, and as much as I love the Sega Genesis, it wasn't a war until SNES came out. Yeah. Um, before they were comparing themselves to an 8-bit system, which is not a comparison, right? Yeah. They're saying we're an alternative to the NES, and it's like, well, so what? Yeah, the NES is is outdated. 
It's Which, been updated since it came out. And, and you know, the, that, that bits do become a thing later on in the second iteration of the console wars known as the Bit Wars. I'm sure there's a whole chronology oh, yeah. of it. Yeah. Because, you know, the Atari Jaguar had 32 bits. This has 64 bits. There's more bits. You do the math. I would play the commercial if I had it queued up. But. Is it 32 or 64? Uh, there was the TurboGrafx 64. Oh, maybe system, I, was, I think I couldn't remember if it was the Jaguar, or the TurboGrafx 64, or whatever. I I, I want think... 16. I wouldn't mind the 16. No, there's TurboGrafx 16. What is the 64? What was the first 64 bits? Nintendo 64. I don't know. I'm gonna type look it, this type up. it in your 90s computer before yes. the internet really got off. Oh, hold on. It's, I, gonna take it's, a while. it's got a. It's gonna. Yeah. <laughs> You know, people used to say, <coughs> excuse me, people used to say you couldn't do anything on dial up. I disagree. Mm-hmm. I played World of Warcraft on dial up. Really? Wow. You're yep. that old. Yep. Jesus. Yep. And let me tell you, there's a lot of waiting. Oh, you know, you're <laughs> first of all, first of all, you were absolutely right. Um, the Atari Jaguar was the first 64 bit system, not the turbo graphics. Yeah. But um, did you know that the original Xbox was a 32-bit system? Really? Yeah. How does that, that make weird? sense? It's got a it's got a GPU in it. It has it has less bits. But the, well, I mean, you know, you can still have bits and have a GPU. I guess so. I mean, it has great games on it. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it uh, the Xbox looks much better than the Nintendo 64. In fact, the Xbox looks a lot better than the newer Xboxes. <laughs> Xbox One Sad. Oh, Xbox no, One Sad. What's that? That's, that's the new one they're coming out with. It's oh, the yeah. Xbox One S with no disc tray. Ah, uh, no thanks. All digital Xbox One Sad. Yeah, or I don't want. I don't want. I'm. You know, I'm doing a lot more digital these days with my Switch, but don't take the option away. I'm yeah, sorry. I know. You have to uh, mention it's. It's funny because they went. They went Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, and then went back to Xbox One S, and then put took out the disc system. So that was weird. Right. Maybe it's just that S didn't sense. sell well, so they're taking the units and repurposing them. I yeah, don't. maybe. I'm not into it personally. It's a theory. Like I said, I don't think the console wars really kicked it at high gear until the uh, there was another 16-bit fighter in the game. Uh, not to be outdone, Sega was also trying to keep up and push new hardware ahead of the SNES's release. Uh, so to give a little context here, the Sega CD add-on was revealed at the Tokyo Toy Show that same year. And the, so was the Philips CDI. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that wild? That All this wild. stuff was happening at the same time. Like People say Sega was way ahead of their time. They don't know exactly how much they were ahead of their time. I mean, yeah, like they... I thought it went 32X then CD. Um, I, I'm not sure what the order is on that, actually. But it was it's wild to think all this stuff was kind of happening at the same time. It was all percolating at the same time. The Sega CD wasn't released the same year, but they revealed it. So it was done and ready to go when that happened. Yeah, it's just it's it's crazy to think about because you think about the CD, the CD, um, like the Philips CDI and the Sega CD and the Sega 32X as being part of sort of like a a middle point in that 16 bit era. Like it's a it's like a generation on its own. But it was all happening like at the same time as the 16-bit era and when everybody think, was still loving 16-bit games. 
you know, to think this was like the early nineties too. So like CD players weren't even that common yet. And to think that yeah. they were trying to make a, like a video game CD game. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a Walkman until I was a teenager. Well, oh, yeah, until too. I was like, until I was like 10 or 11, I didn't have a CD player until I was a lot, you know, a lot older than, you know, 1991. Yeah. And then I went, um, I had, yeah, I think, I think I was probably in like sixth grade. And I finally yeah. got one and I went, I think through the process of going through the rest mm-hmm. of public schools, I think I went through like 10 of those things. Yeah. Um, CD players were not super durable. I just remember mine skipping all the time. Yeah. You couldn't take it anywhere. So a lot of the time it's like, well, I just want my Walkman. It's way easier to listen to music on this. Yeah. CD players were a dark time for listening to music by yourself. MP3 players are where everything changed. That's Oof, yeah. That's, Remember, that's where I was the happiest. Early gen freaking MP3s were MP3 players were nuts. <laughs> oh yeah, did I had a what was yours? I had a Creative Zen. It was a little I, like looked like a chiclet. My brother had an old school. I don't know what it was an MP3 player, and it held like twenty songs or something. Wow. My first one wasn't until I was like in my 20s before I got my first iPod. My first MP3 player I got when I was in high school and I was working for the summer and my parents got it for me. So I'd have something to listen to while I was out in the like out in the fields. Um, And it was a Creative Labs um, Zen and it was like blue and black and it had a little video screen on it. And I, I like ripped a movie from a DVD to put on it <laughs> on this like tiny little screen. Jeez. Yeah, and I put a bunch of like YouTube videos that I liked on there because I was like, oh well, you know, back when like I was uh, you know, back when YouTube first started, you like uh you would down or or like stupid videos era have, like, stuff. Yeah. Gotta have like the Uka Chaka baby on there. Yeah, you would like download it and back it up. I, I had like a bunch of uh <laughs> I had a bunch of like anime music videos on there. Like I had like kryptonite by three doors down a set to yeah. dragon ball z hey, <laughs> call me crazy but that's such a dork call me superman if i'm alive and well and you know that was hand. a that was a way also to listen to songs that you didn't own it's true was to download the music video and play it on your on your mp3 player oh man yeah. i love that thing though i i used the crap out of it and i it had like a a lanyard so i just wore it around my neck all the time that's pretty neat. Yeah, I, I, like I said, the first one I ever had, when I think I was in college, right? It, helped. it was like a little tiny, like iPod Nano. Mm-hmm. Mine hold held about like twenty, uh, two hundred songs or so. It was, it wasn't a ton. Mine held like fifty. It was like a, yeah. God, it was like a hundred meg. It was something yeah. really small. I don't remember what it was. The one I have now is a sixteen gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a sixteen gig iPod now. I miss my way up players. I, I would buy an iPod classic if I had a chance. Yeah, I know those I'd gen like, ones. Those gen ones have insanely high capacity too. And you can put yeah. videos on it. They're excellent. They're excellent. And they're still, they still work really well. And it's great to have an experience of listening to something like music or podcasts and stuff without any interruptions. Yeah. You know? uh, call me a Luddite. Call me like an old fashioned person. But I mean, that's what the show's about. So if you're listening to the show, you're kind of already on board with the concept, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I like old technology. I don't know. It's just kind of my thing. It is neat. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Back in totally the 1990Xs, you, you know. Yeah. Um, so the SNES also had a little bit of trouble during this time because parents didn't understand what the console was. 
people considered consoles to be sort of like appliances at first, which is why you sort of, um, and I'm taking this directly from a, uh, from a video I watched, uh, but I can't remember the name. It's a long time ago uh, that I watched this, but like you see this influence in consoles with the Atari having like the wood grain, right? It, it matches like a lot of oh, the other yeah, yeah, yeah. appliances people had at home. Um, so the industry was having to push this relatively new idea of planned obsolescence at the time um, where you get the new thing so you can continue to play new things on it. Um, you didn't really replace other appliances in your house, right? You don't replace your TV. You don't replace your washer. But gaming tech was moving forward at such a fast pace and it was really different for, than everything else that was coming out. Yeah. Um, so eventually you'd have to keep, keep getting a new system. And that seems really weird and obvious today. Because, uh, you know, you'll get a new phone every year or two, right? Uh, yeah, but you I never mean, got, you, I don't. <laughs> well, like a lot of people do, right? Yeah. A lot of people will replace their phone every year or two. Um, people, you know, buy new consoles all the time uh, because there's new stuff coming out all the time. So the idea isn't weird today, but back then this was totally new. I mean, you didn't replace your phone. You never replace your phone. You put that on the wall and it stayed in your house forever. Oh, yeah, your landline, yeah. Yeah. There's a reason that I had a corded phone way after corded phones stopped being popular because it still worked. Yeah. What fix it ain't broken, bro. Exactly. Um, So a lot of, you know, parents were like, you know, little Jimmy, you already have a Nintendo in the house. And there was even an ad where like Nintendo said, oh, there's no such thing as Nintendo. We're, there's the Nintendo Entertainment System. Right. But there's no such thing as a Nintendo. Yeah. Um, and I think that was part of that push to try and get people to understand that, hey, this is a new thing. That's true. If you want to keep playing Nintendo games, new Nintendo games, you have to get the new system. Because like, you know, power. like upgraded consoles wasn't quite mainstream yet. Kind of. Right. Yeah, even though I guess like Genesis, yeah, Genesis. Like, what iteration of Atari were they up to by then? Oh, I can't remember. Mm. Um, I'm sure they're not the have, first. Ones I don't have to all do that in my head. Yeah, they're not the first ones, but but NES was so NES was such a game changer, right? The NES was this huge, huge deal in America, and it brought confidence back to the gaming industry. And this was like people kind of forgot about video games until NES, right? Like home video games, home consoles. Yeah. So, and it had been out for a really long time, and they had a ton of amazing games on it. So, it had become this fixture. So, even more, yes, there were people who were making new systems, but uh, to a certain extent, people still weren't like buying the new thing every time. You know, you had a few people doing that, but um, the NES was sort of a new start for the gaming industry. So, I think maybe that contributed to why, you know, people. It reacted to it the way that they did. Um, there's actually a really great uh, TV clip. I'm going to play a little bit for you. Uh, that um, it's one of those like news exposés. It's like, is Nintendo causing family problems? Sort of deal. So let me let me okay. play that for you. Our video game industry is hotter than ever this season, and one good reason: Nintendo has introduced some hot new toys. But have things gone a bit too far? This evening, Ken Shockley wraps up a special report on video mania. Does this really have to cost this much? Where should the anger be directed? Not at the parents, but at the... That's a therapist speaking right now. So it has come to this. Therapy sessions for families whom you could call Nintendo. First of all, the peer pressure starts. 
I feel you exploited. Psychologists' offices might get more crowded this holiday season. Just in time for Christmas, the Japanese toy maker Nintendo has come out with a new set of electronic video games. I like how they refer to them as toys. I guess they kind of yeah. At two hundred dollars, a Super Nintendo. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I, I guess because like it's a new technology. It's a, you know, it's a new thing being introduced into culture that's like going mainstream. So obviously, yeah. you're going to have those people that have adverse re- or adverse reactions to it. I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, but it was a it was a huge leap forward in technology, though, and I think it was worth it personally. But uh, it, yeah, it's just kind of wild. Um, what are, how many of our listeners have gone to gone to therapists for nintendolepsy? What they call Ninten, it? Nintendependence. 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 Today is our Nintendependence Day. Oh my god, that's got to be in the shared universe uh, Nintendo movie that comes out, the Smash Bros movie. I hope so. When they're in getting invaded by the subspace emissary. Yeah. And you have Mario you have Mario going. Today is our Nintendo Day. Nintendo Day. And then Will Smith is like, "Welcome to Earth." Welcome to Nintendo. Welcome to uh Nintendo Earth. Yeah, Nintendo. Yeah. Tender? What? But it's that exact line in the movie. He goes, "Welcome to uh, Nintendo." <laughs> Can I get he, paid he has, now? <laughs> he has to, he has to think about it for a second, and then he says the line. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so obviously, this kind of caused a splash. Um, the SNES, as they said, costs. Uh, they said two hundred. That's not true. It costs one hundred ninety nine. Uh, which was twice Duh. as much as the NES at the time, which fueled yeah. some of the controversy. But but that said, I mean, first of all, the NES had been out for a long time, so $99 was a reduced price, okay? Yeah. Let's let's not be, like, dicks about this here. Uh, so, you know, a brand new system, of course, is going to cost more, but again, we have the benefit of uh, living today and understanding that all the companies are trying to take advantage of us, and we're okay with it. Yeah, we're consumer whores, all of us. So there were a couple of ads that came out on TV. Um, Specifically, we have a U.S. and a Japanese ad, and I wasn't able to find uh, any other commercials for the actual release of the game. But here's our our U.S. uh, commercial. Introducing the next generation from Nintendo, New Super Mario World, created especially for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It's a bit more exciting, a bit more challenging, a bit more graphic, a bit more colorful, a bit more realistic, a bit more levels, a bit more secrets, a bit more enemies, a bit more... A bit more levels? sound, a bit hotter, a bit cooler, a bit weird, a bit more revolutionary, a bit more Mario, a bit more of what you want. It's 16-bit. And it's yours only if you get new Super Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Super power. Nintendo power. Super power. So did he did he say a bit 16 times? Yes, he did. That's clever. I like it. I no wait, was it actually 16? I didn't I don't count. know, I wasn't counting. If they did, that would be amazing. Like 16 different bits of a bit more, more of the 16 times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was so into it too. Too bad I can't see yeah. it, but they were really playing up the whole bit angle, which I didn't notice until I listened to it just now. Yeah, me too. I was, like, I was just like, now, oh, bit, you know. Bits, bit uh, war, bit war. Uh, Illuminati. Illuminati confirmed. Yep. 
so yeah, this definitely was like playing up the whole um we're a 16-bit system. It's it's more than it was before. Yeah, it's not 8-bit, it's 16-bit duh. Yeah, dude, it's double. It's uh, double the bits, double, double the bits price. Fun. Double also double gum. price. <laughs> so I'm just gonna play you a little bit of the Japanese commercial. Um so the US commercial just shows gameplay footage. Uh you know, there's not much to it um other than just it's showing different parts of the game that sort of coincide with the things he's saying, like a bit more colorful. It just shows like a colorful part of the game. And when he says a bit more, a bit more levels, <laughs> like that cracked I'm me up. I'm not sure about that. Maybe. I think so. Are they called levels uh, nowadays or stages? I'm not sure. hmm. or, or boards, boards, as they call them in Maybe arcades. boards, yeah. A bit more boards. Uh, so yeah, here's the Japanese commercial, which to give you some context is like a claymation Mario. Um, but he's singing. Lovely. This is still Mario. I was loving that. Honestly, Jap- I always love that about Japanese commercials. They're all so happy and catchy. Yeah, it's really um, it's a weird one though. <laughs> they all it's are. like you it's Mario like doing a concert. It's very strange. Commercials for like SoftBank uh-uh. in Japan. They're all really strange, and I love it. Have, and cup noodles, cup noodle commercials are strange. Oh yeah, the only yeah. cup noodle commercial I've seen is the one in um, in Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah. And I absolutely went out and bought Cup Noodle after I, after I played the game. Yeah, the marketing works, man. Jap- Japan it knows really, what they're doing. It really did work. Okay. Yeah. It's Have funny because they appeal so much to American culture. It's ridiculous. I don't think they're yeah, even trying. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it feels like they're just kind of doing their own thing. But for some reason, it's just like fascinating to watch. Yeah. Um, and who doesn't love like instant noodles? I, I like to take a little Cup Noodle beef. That's my favorite flavor. Uh, and put in some uh, peanut butter and some, some sriracha. Some cup noodles and and some chicken and shrimp. I'm trying to do Gladio, but I can't. Gladio? Can't really do oh. Gladio. That's who, yeah. that's who pushes the cup noodles. He's just he's very low, low tone, very growly. Now, I'm Gladio. You can take some. I'm Gladio, and you should take some cup noodles. Hey, stop playing King's Night for a second and eat some delicious cup noodles. Yeah, huh. awesome. Um, I but it works. It absolutely works. I ate cup noodles almost exclusively for like a couple weeks. I for lunch, like yeah. I ate other things at different times. But I just bought a bunch of cup noodles, and I was like, ah, oh, this is amazing. And I still crave it from time to time. It's true. To be honest, it's not, it's not a bad like side snack. But from what I understand, it's like super high in sodium and not great for you. Oh no, it's terrible for you. But yeah. it's so good. Who cares? But when you're poor you and it once. costs like fifty cents a cup, it's true. Oh, God, it's, true. it's a great meal. <laughs> just get a. I just got a jar of peanut butter. I would keep it at my desk, and I would like spoon a jar of peanut, like a, a whole jar of peanut butter. I would spoon some peanut butter in and a little sriracha, mix that up. Mm, you get this little Thai flavor going. So good, mm, delish. Let's ask. Let's ask uh, Gordon Ramsay. It's garbage. Damn, <laughs> damn, Gordon. Gordon uh, doesn't know anything. It's about raw. <laughs> 
so donut. <laughs> Whoa, Gordon. Oh my God. Uh, gonna Jeez. have to edit that out. Thank you. Sorry, Gordon's such a. He's kind of nice now for like. We got to make it to the end of the year, man. We only get one f bomb. Yeah, I know. Gordon can't have it. You can't have it, Gordon. Yeah. Get out. All right, Don't Gordon. Know. Okay, he's, he's out. <laughs> he just left. Why? Why was he even here? That's ridiculous. I, he was. Uh, he just looking through my game collection. Oh, he was just hanging out. He's bored because he got oh, something. So you, you, you have time cooking. for you have time for him, and not for me. I see. Well, he was in the neighborhood. You know, stop oh, by. He was, he was he's like, chilling. I need to borrow your oven. He needs to make a, a quick pot, a pot roast. And his oven was broken and he's in the wrong country. And he asked if he's mine because I was out <laughs> by the dumpster and he decided to walk by with the pot roast. He needs to be cooked. And he's like, hey, you got an oven? I said, yeah, sure. And he comes in, he starts cooking it. And he starts telling me about like sitting in for five hours and forget about it. And then he comes in here and he's like, oh, sweet. You got a video game collection? Can I peruse? And I said, sure. And he's been in here for like the past hour and a half. Until I uh, just managed to bring up. him into the conversation, which apparently, which apparently was a mistake because he just made an ass of himself. And I apologize, yeah. folks. I apologize. Anyways, we can continue on now. <laughs> so Nintendo Power September of 1991 had a really good in-depth guide explaining most of the new features in the game. Uh, the, the cover is really cool. It doesn't look quite official, but it's it's one of the better covers I've seen. Um, do you have the cover in front of you there? Nope. Okay, well, you're dumb. Yeah, uh, I know. So the cover, the cover has like a picture of Mario and Yoshi, and there's the uh, the dolphins from the game in the background. And it's it, the dolphins, yeah. It's I don't think it's official art. It's not quite clean enough to be official art, but it looks really close. It looks a lot like the actual um, art by the uh, by the Japanese. So that's pretty fun. Yeah. Um. But in addition, it was reviewed in Electronic Games Magazine, uh, Electronic Gaming uh, Magazine, and that uh, they gave it a nine out of ten, like straight across the board. Um, just barely beating out Gradius. Well, they beat Gradius, just barely. Yeah, just just barely. Uh, but at this time in the review, they were still calling it Super Mario Four. But later on in the magazine, they called it Super Mario World. So the original name for the game was Super Mario Four, and that kind of stuck for a while. Um, there were people still sort of mixing it up even after the game was released. Um, so uh, everyone also at the time was doing neat buyer's guides for the Super Nintendo. So that was pretty fun to, to read and look at uh, around August. Um, thank you again to Retro Mags uh, for the uh, for the magazines. Uh, once again, I, I do like go to Retro Mags. I do like how they call say Gradius 3's difficulty is average. Yeah, yeah, that's not entirely true. Maybe if you get yeah, good at hard. it, it's so hard. Especially yeah. that level that auto scrolls. It's nuts. Another episode, but still, man. Yeah, Gradius is tough. Yeah, it is. Gradius, Gradius is a toughie. Most, I think, bullet hell or shmups are though. They have some some real difficulty spikes. Yeah, but the uh, the reviewers were agreeing at this time because Electronic Gaming Monthly, Electronic Gaming Monthly, not magazine. What's wrong with me? My brain's just not quite working it's, today. It's a magazine, you know, comes out. Yeah. It's electronic gaming. It's true. It's fine. It works. Magazine monthly. So uh, Steve, Ed, Martin, and Sushi X, the four reviewers, um, all were in, in quite the agreement uh, for this one, including on Gradius. They all gave it the same score. 
Yep. So it was, you know, it's pretty interesting. Uh, IGN, uh, of course, would later call it only a graphically upgraded Super Mario 3, uh, which I, to, to that I say, suck it, IGN. Your opinion doesn't matter. Yeah, you're dead to me. You can't spell ignorance <laughs> without IGN. Yeah, I mean, they're the same people who had a video uh, that where somebody said Sonic was never good and then gave uh, like a, I don't know, like an 8 out of 10 to Sonic, uh, yeah. Sonic Hedgehog 4. They kind of lost me after they did that review of Sonic's, or Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Yeah. They complained about it being too samey with the other Kirby's and then gave it like a right. 6 out of 10. And I'm like, yeah. really? Every Call of Duty game is literally the same thing, and you give them a nine out of ten. What the heck? You guys well, just... it have been a long time since they did a Dreamland style game. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Return to Didn't Dreamland, made... like you were waiting for it. Yeah, and then know? Star Allies came out and they gave it like an eight. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it. It's Star... it's weird. No, it's good. Star Allies is good too, by the way, guys. Just FYI. Well, um, I think, you know. There's less rigidity in how you tackle challenges, and it's more free form than Mario uh, uh, Mario Three. Um, and maybe that is a uh, good segue into uh, some gameplay discussion. But first, we're gonna do a cartoon pairing. Oh, do we have a do it's we time. have a, do we have a theme for that? We actually do. Um, oh, the shoot. theme Thank for you. the actual cartoon. Uh, everybody, so we have a new segment uh, this week. We're going to be doing cartoon pairings for uh for the games we're playing um so as we all know uh back in the 90s the perfect saturday started with cartoons uh and then moved into video games in the afternoon uh so cartoon pairings we're going to let you know the perfect saturday morning cartoon to pair with your game uh to get as close as you can to that 1990x experience uh and for this episode uh i don't think you could do better than the super mario world Cartoon. Super Mario, Super Mario, Super Mario, Super Mario World. Super Mario World. It's a blast from the past. Super Mario World. You got to move fast. Mario and Luigi are doing what they can. Yoshi and the princess are giving them a pair. Super Mario, Super Mario. Super Mario, damn it! Uh, Super Mario! <laughs> Sorry. You're doing a good job. I'm, I'm proud of you. Well. Well. Anyway. That was that was fun. Was it me, or did it, did, did like, Super Mario... Did that have a lot... It, to me, it reminded me of another cartoon that came out in the 90s. Kind of like Which Tailspin. One? Tailspin. Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, Tailspin came out a year before. Tailspin. Oh, yeah. Tailspin. The- they would have been uh, they would have been out at the same time actually. I think Super Mario World played on I can't remember if it was NBC, um, CBS or ABC, but it was definitely syndicated. Uh, not syndicated, sorry. It was definitely being played on Saturday morning cartoon blocks at the time. Um, but yeah, it has the tailspin look with that uh, the, the song well, has yeah, that the tailspin music. sound. Yeah, very. Yeah. It sounds very tailspinny. It's very tailspinny, except except it has its own flair with the uh, fake Jamaican accent, which, whoo, kind of bad. I mean, I mean, in the tailspin thing, it kind of sounds Jamaican as well. I think they're supposed to be, aren't they supposed to be? They're not supposed to be Jamaican. They're supposed to be like Cuban, aren't they? 
something like that. I, I really South can't American. tell what the something. Seems like that's the theme they're going with. But yeah, I get what but you're this, saying. This game is like, I feel like Tailspin's more tropical. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right? It's got a more tropical sound. This has like a, a specifically like Jamaican sound because he's like Mario and Luigi are doing what they can. Like Would it's you like, like to oh. kiss my lucky egg, man. Oh nope. my god! It was you know. I guess that probably came out around the same time, right? When when Maybe. did the? Let's see here. Cool Runnings. When, cool. When did Cool Runnings come out? Let's see. Cool here. Runnings cast. 1993. Starring, starring my lucky egg. I'm sure that um, everybody knows that Super Mario World influenced uh, the making of Cool Runnings. Of course. So, uh, so this would be a good pairing uh, for this only in a name, in my opinion, because it's not a very good cartoon, but it will put you in the mood to play Super Mario World. It's true, because it has a lot of the same sound effects and stuff, so it's very like... Yeah, some of the same music, too. Yeah. They do that with a lot of um, a lot of the Mario games, it seems like, especially Super Show. I think they also do Super mm-hmm. Mario music in that as well. They did. They did Super Mario music and sound effects in, in pretty much all of them, because I think they had Super Mario Super Show and then Super Mario 3. They skipped over two. Because it's and only two. <laughs> then Super Mario World, which its proper name is Captain N and the New Super Mario World. It was like huh. a, a segment. Of the Captain N show. Right. Wasn't that in like the Nintendo Power like magazine things? Like they had um, magazines Nest- kind of with, that went with each other. I think Nestor was in oh, okay, Nintendo okay. Power. I but there, I like, think there was the Nintendo uh, comic system. Uh, so there might have been a Captain N comic, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. I know there's a Zelda. I have some like up on my wall right now. Uh, some of the Zelda comics, which are actually kind of good. Um, yeah, I actually recently discovered the uh, Majora's Mask manga and the... Uh, oh, man, those are really good. And the Oracle of Seasons one. Like, I managed to just pick them up somewhere. I don't remember where I got Oh, them. there's an Oracle of Seasons one? Yeah. Oracle oh, Ages, wow. Oracle I, of Seasons. Um, I gotta pick those up. I remember the uh, Ocarina of Time one being really good. I had the Ocarina of Time one as a kid. I got the Majora's Mask one. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty interesting. It goes a little bit differently, but we're not on. Yeah. We're not in Majora's Mask cast yet. Yeah, that's true. Yet. <laughs> not yet. We will get there. Um, so, you know, like I said, I think uh, the cartoon is kind of bad. Um, they go with a very like, it's like a caveman theme. Um, they took Dinosaur Land and thought, OK, what's normally with dinosaurs in America? I guess cavemen. Yeah, it, it was it was like the most I don't know. There's no cavemen in Super Mario World. So the use of that I think was just to be like, okay, people like dinosaurs when they're with cavemen. Haven't you seen the Flintstones? Let's yeah, make this into on, Flintstones guys. with Super Mario and Luigi. Also just... the dinos that creepy dinosaur show where I'm the baby. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Which was basically the Flintstones without the Flintstones. Yeah, and it was weird. I don't know. It was yeah. a sitcom dinosaur plaid wearing. Well, Kyle, he wearing... was the baby. You gotta love him. Yes, uh, man. Nope. Yeah, I like you how. Have you, to. Did you ever watch how the series ended? Not to uh, digress, but to digress. No. Like the <laughs> comet, like a new uh, ice age happened, and then a uh, a comet came and killed them all. 
Oh, that's kind of fun. They were talking about like something happening in space the last episode, and like it just mm-hmm. pans out from the house, and then it ends. Wow, that's <laughs> screwed up. Yeah, apparently it's pretty dark. Yeah, that is pretty dark. Oh my god, I, I kind of like it better for that now. Yeah. All right, so pick up uh, Super Mario World however you can. It's on. Uh, you can actually stream it on Tubi. T U B I. It's uh, an app you can stream it on. They also have other cartoons if you're uh, interested. They have like the old Voltron and Shell and Showdown. Uh huh. I don't think Shell and Showdown. So no, this Darn. is like older, older, like the '80s. They have uh, Transformers on there. Gotcha. Uh, Voltron, um, GI Joe, GI Joe. I'm a computer. Stop all the downloading. Help computer. Uh, so that's our cartoon pairing for this week. Uh, we're still working it out, you know, but, um, swirl around in your, in your orange juice and be like, yes, that, that super Mario drink tastes real good with super Mario world. It's true. Did you ever, uh, did you ever use orange juice in your cereal instead of milk? Absolutely not. Oh, I guess I'm the only one. Yep. (laughs) That sounds disgusting. (laughs) It was pretty bad. I mean, it could. I don't know. I've never tried it. I guess I can't knock it because I haven't tried it. But to me, that it's just honestly really, really acidic. I, I was OK. So I was going to I really wanted to have cereal one morning and we were out of milk. So I, I had we had juice. So I was like, oh, let's put them together. So I've had, heard I've heard people using I, water, but not juice. I had oh, water's dis- No, no way. That would be gross. That would be gross as hell. But I mean, that'd I be disgusting. I, I'd rather just eat it dry than not have milk. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I learned my lesson. Like, I only did it once, but I had Raisin Bran and orange juice. And, oof, man, oof. my mouth hurt after that. No kidding. <laughs> it was just, like, really acidic, and then I've got, like, the rough, you know, uh, Bran flakes, like, roughing up my mouth. Especially so. if you just brush your teeth in the morning. Yeah, my my mouth was raw for the rest of the day. It was kind of fun. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. My mouth's getting dry just thinking about it. It's getting grossed out. Yeah. You know, not a raisin brand fan. Well, no, it's just like imagining, like I'm just imagining myself uh, brushing my teeth in the morning, and going, "Hey, you know what? I'll have orange juice and raisin brand," and then drinking it, and eating it, and just like my teeth just like <laughs> want it out of my falling skull. out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just because you chew on it and just get like the acid gets into the dendrites, yeah, you start just, having that seizure. You're not Ugh. drinking the orange juice; you're like chewing it, so it Ugh. just stays in oh. your mouth forever. No, no thanks. <laughs> nope. uh, yeah, pretty gross. Um, so uh, let's let's talk about the game. What do you think? I think yeah, it's probably about time. Been about two hours. Let's, isn't it? Yeah, let's move on to our uh, move on to our gameplay section. Gameplay. Sorry, I felt necessary. Uh, so, what were your your first experiences with Super Mario World? My first experience is, uh, well, pretty much the same as everyone else's for the most part, because I got it with the Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. And uh, I watched my brother play it, and then I got to play it, and I, of course, I didn't do that well, but uh, instantly hooked. I was mm-hmm. like, boom. Because like, before that, I played a little bit of the... Um, of this of the Mario Brothers on on NES and it was brutal, you know what I mean? So yeah. finally I get a, a Mario game that is somewhat attainable and like mm-hmm. I could stay alive longer and I got better at it as time went on. So like Yeah. 
I had very positive first impressions, and I was super pumped and excited when I finally got to play it. it hasn't changed ever since. Oh, Here's definitely. Um, I played it at a friend's house because I was a Sega kid, as you all know. Um, but it was definitely a, a formative experience. It made me like Mario because at the time I was like, oh, Mario, Mario's a good Sonic. Well, Mario could, would die if Sonic fought him. It's true, but Sonic could take Mario in a fight easy because he's got like what? A yeah, big, totally. He's got like a mushroom. He's got to hit Sonic with a mushroom. Yeah, what's like, he gonna Sonic do? Could, like, just go around him fifty times before he can even swing the mushroom once and just dice him into pieces. And you know, Sonic like can like withstand high heat because he runs the speed of sound and there's friction. So like, what's a fireball gonna do? Nothing. It's true. Nothing. And he could also equip shields. Can Mario equip shields? No. No, he doesn't have shields. All he, he has is a dumb shields. cape. All he has is a dumb cape and a dumb fire flower and a dumb mushroom. Plants? Wow. Plants and a feather. Cool. That's impressive. so cool. Anyway. But I played it at a, I played it at a friend's <laughs> house. And it's interesting that you mentioned the uh, the difficulty being attainable. I felt the same way. Uh, um, the original game, I had watched people play a lot, and I had like, died a lot while playing. I but, yeah I know right because like yeah I used to think oh no no the Mario game I'm gonna suck at but like uh, like I got through it which was something that I didn't expect myself to do is easy to pick up whereas the super the first Mario was just like you could get okay at it but you'd still like it right. was it just seemed a lot harder because the the jumping wasn't as refined yet and and yeah. you know the cheap cheap bridge level happened and uh, yeah that's mostly what killed me was the cheap cheap bridge and then fire sticks. Yeah. And, you know, I played it with my friends. I We played two-player, which was really cool to be able to jump in any time. Um, and it was really... Um, I think we beat it in one or, like, two or three sittings, maybe. Yeah. You know? We, we beat the game, like, two or three sleepovers, you know, over the course of, like, two or three sleepovers. And I actually... I got to see the ending of that game several times as a kid, which is something I didn't usually see. Yeah, like being being able to save the game was like, whoa, that was like the first time I'd ever seen that. Yeah. So that was crazy. Uh, but it, uh, like I said, it's interesting that you mentioned the difficulty spikes because Miyamoto actually talks about this in that interview that I, I mentioned. Um, he he talks about how the blocks, the uh, the hidden blocks, you have the the uh, green, um, red and yellow switch palaces. And those are ways of making the game easier for yourself. So you get those, and that can sort of adjust the difficulty of the game for you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and he talks about there being, like, other little secrets in the game where you can adjust the difficulty yourself and sort of make a decision about how, how difficult you want the game to be. Um, which he says is ideal for a game. You know, you can put it in easy mode, but... Why not let the player be be in control of yeah, the make experience it at all times to and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. So, and I like that. I like that philosophy of of letting the player sort of control the difficulty. And, and Mario World definitely does that. Um, you can it's a it's a sliding scale that you can adjust any time. You can create challenges for yourself. It's got a system that's complica- com- complex enough, but also simple enough to let you play around with the the rules on your There's own. A- there's a reason why it's still like got such a strong following in the speedrunning market. Still, Absolutely, uh, and stuff like that. There's so many different ways you can like challenge yourself in Mario World, um, and most Mario games. But this one, I think, added a whole new level of control with the Switch palaces, and 
but also like made it easier too with things like being able to stop in the middle of a level if you've already beaten it. That you know, when I learned you could do that, it's like, oh well, there's an item I want in that level. I'm gonna go get that item, then I'll go you know do whatever I want elsewhere, which sort of created this whole like free form way of playing where you could just say, okay, I need something. I'm going to go back to here. Like the added backtracking was actually fun because you didn't have to backtrack through actual levels, but it gave you this sense that like the whole world was connected and there were things you needed back there that you could get, you know, if you wanted to, it was yeah. just really cool to be able to sort of have that level of freedom to move around. Yeah. I also love the fact that, you know, it was, there's not just one set path. Like if you explore, mm -hmm. you can find all the like secret exits and stuff like that. And right. So that was really cool. Yeah. And it also gives you the ability to sort of skip back and forth and, and skip things without getting a warp zone. You know, you can, yeah. you can skip like whole dungeons just by finding different pathways to follow. Yeah which they're not always that hard to find. So you end up getting these great skips. Um, if you, if you want to skip levels, um, you can yeah. get to the, uh, the forest zone. Um, what is it? Forest of illusion. Yeah. You can get to forest of illusion pretty quick. If you're, if you're determined enough. Yeah. Cause I went through the dinosaur Island and then I took, it was in donut plains, took a sharp right turn mm -hmm. to that tunnel, burrowed through it, did the top part of the vanilla dome. And then I came back down and then I, finished i went across the lake into the null dome then i just mm -hmm. took the left path took the pipe and then i was out on the bridge and then yeah that's great i spent a lot of time trying to do this one completionist style so i skipped ahead but then i went back and finished all the oh yeah, yeah i did too i eventually went back into the other ones too but like yeah i just thought it was interesting you could just skim through part of it because like i went i took the butter bridge i said mm -hmm. cheese bridge whatever I took the better bridge and I took on Ludwig and I was like, I'm going down the forest. That's yeah. what I did. I think the um, forest of illusion is probably my least favorite section of the game though. Oh yeah. I, I, it's, it's weird. I played this game so much that I kind of am bored of most of the first like levels. Um, I, I've just played them so many times that when I get to something like, you know, I really like the first like part of the world. I like Yoshi's Island a lot. Those levels are all still super fun. Um, but when I get to the underground and water levels, it's just like, oh, when is this going to be over? I'm, I've done this a billion times. It's frustrating. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the, the water levels are not my favorite. Um, never have been. Still aren't. Yeah. One uh, of my least favorite levels in that game is that underwater temple on top of the vanilla dome. Oh, it's miserable. Because you're dodging so many things. You're dodging these falling spikes. You're dodging these bony fish that are coming at you. Uh, you're dodging bones that are being thrown by dry bones who didn't throw bones before. Yeah. This new thing he picked up. Couldn't be content one. with just keeping his bones on his body. Yeah. When's he going to run out? When are you going to run out of bones and fall apart? Um, <laughs> yeah. That, that dungeon is not my favorite. Yeah. Um, but when you get there, it's super triumphant because you've never even seen this boss before. I remember the first time I saw Reznor, um, which for those who haven't played, like if you haven't played, go go play the game. Go play the game. But, what are you doing here? Go, yeah. go play the game. <laughs> but go shell out the $11. Go buy it. Go, he's go, like, um, go have a, a four-piece chicken nugget. <laughs> and Yeah, along with the game. Yeah. You can, you can have Wendy's. a huge, you can have a huge meal and 
Super Mario World yeah, for could be, less could than be, twenty bucks. Completely close, completely located close to a Wendy's, so you can get chicken yeah. nuggets. Do it, <laughs> do it. Um, so yeah, get get the game. But Resnor is like a, a Triceratops, right? Yeah, it's like a four. Kinda, yeah, it's four Triceratops on a, a wheel. That's labeled Resnor. Yes, because I mean, it's, it's wild. Yeah, what do they do? Like just but to spin and spit fireballs as the bridge disintegrates. And that's uh, actually an accurate depiction of of dinosaurs from the time. I don't know if it's because I've, it's been a while since I played the game, but I died on that boss like three times. I did it first too. I forgot that you can jump on the platforms. I, I knew that. I was just trying to be cocky and take them all out before the uh, before the bridge disappears. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that one. Cocky. Yeah. I at first I was like, oh, I got to. Oh, no, the bridge is disappearing. And then I just fell in and I was like, oh, wait. And when I got into it the second time, it, it was no problem. But yeah, it was, at, at first it was a big issue for me. Uh, what did you think about the graphics compared to the other Mario games? Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It was a solid upgrade from everything else. Like I said, it at um, it it made the world feel more alive. You weren't no longer mm-hmm. were you in a board with a bunch of black square levels. You have like vibrant sections of land with little glowy platforms, you know, surrounded by all these cool scenery and pads and stuff. And yeah, like Yoshi and Mario look over really clean and well animated. And I mean, some of the bosses, let's be honest. I mean, eh, but I mean, for the most part, Mario and Yoshi and Bowser and all the main stuff was pretty well animated. Yeah. Some of the bosses were uh, like, you know, um, some of the Koopalings uh, or, or the Koopa Kids. Which one is it? Co- is it I, I think it's Koopa Koopa Koop Troops. I think it's Koop, Koopalings. Well, anyway, uh, some of the Koopalings had bad animation. I always remember specifically. Um, oh, which one is the first one? He's like the one who looks like Beethoven. Um, Ludwig's right before the um, right before the Forest yeah. of Illusion. Is he? Yeah. I think, because I remember he's the last one I took out. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, you know what? It's the guy with the white hair. Lemmy? Maybe? I can't. Are you talking about the one that all. goes around and spits fireballs and then you just jump on him? Yeah, and you, and you, just, spin. you just jump on his yeah, head and you knock that's, him off the that's, platform. That's Ludwig. Oh, no, 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 no. That's Lemmy. That's the first one. Yeah, Lemmy. Okay, so Lemmy Koopa, like, he he's. I've I've seen him so many times and it's such a cool little level because like I don't I don't know that that whole boss fight like the animation isn't great on the sprite it's not like super expressive or anything um but the game looks like a cartoon you know it looks like a really cool cartoon right? at least in that time period after you had come from like the you know the 8-bit era you come into this and it's like everybody's got like black outlines and everything's like really well defined everything and cute pops looking. out. Everything's just pleasant yeah, to look at. Exactly. And, and it's they just... put so much detail into the map too, not just the levels. Cause like, you know, when you, when you defeat Ludwig, it launches the castle and hits the hill. And when you come back, yes. that hill has a little, has a little bandage on it. <laughs> yeah. That was interesting. <laughs> I love all the different little animations they did for defeating the castles. That was super fun. Yeah, that was neat. Really it's like a little that. reward. It's like a little reward for beating yeah. the 
the the boss. I don't know how many times I played through that game before I realized he was actually saving the Yoshi eggs. Because all I would do as soon as he, I'd be like, uh-huh. "All right, cool, another castle destruction animation." I wouldn't pay attention to what he was actually uh-huh. holding. That said, thank you. I'm like, "Oh, right, he's saving the eggs." Duh. Saving the other Yoshis. Sometimes sacrificing a Yoshi to save him. Yeah. You gotta save. You gotta sacrifice a Yoshi to save a Yoshi. They broke even, I'm sure, in the end. (laughs) There's enough Yoshis in the world. We don't need more. That's true. It's plenty of Yoshis. We we, we can kill a couple. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, the Super Mario World, the the gameplay is just obviously flawless. Um, As flawless as people think Super Mario 3 is, this game feels and looks better in every way. Yeah, they've Um, improved everything. And I think that's a, an argument people get into a lot. It's like a lot of people find Super Mario 3 to be the better game. And I would disagree with that. It doesn't feel as fluid. I mean, it's a great game. It's a great platformer for the NES. It's probably the best platformer for the NES. But it does not feel as fluid and as uh, as rhythmic as Super Mario World does. You get into a rhythm with Super Mario World. And just being able, for example, to pick up shells uh, without running into them from the side. Being able to like hold the button, you land on a shell, and you're automatically going to pick it up. Yeah. That was huge. Being able to hit shells upward. Uh, everything about the game is just a little bit more tweaked to feel like this perfect platform experience. And I talked last time, uh, or, or a couple times ago in, in the Messenger, I talked about how I'm always looking for that game that feels that way, that feels so right, and just makes yeah. you feel like you're in a rhythm. It makes Super you feel Mario like World's that, what I always go back to. It makes you really feel, makes you like, feel Super Mario like Mario. Yeah. Super Mario. Yeah. Really makes you feel like Super Mario World. Mario 3 did a good job of sticking with the theme and in, in that it's a stage, you know, it's a stage yeah. play kind of thing. But uh-huh. it, to me, Super Mario World just feels um, more open, uh-huh. which I guess was the idea. And it, it feels a little bit cleaner. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like all the controls and all the actions just seem a little bit more refined, a little bit cleaner. Yeah, and I think they, they mastered, like, the jump control, I think, was mastered right at Super Mario World, you know. They did it on the 2D era, and then they did it again on the 64-bit era with Mario Super Mario 64. They just mastered the jump and control. Yeah, because that's the most important thing about Mario is how he jumps. Like, if, it, yeah. if the jump doesn't feel right, nothing feels right. But they nailed it so hard, and it just feels so good to play. And when you're really flowing, when you're really um, hauling just it? hitting. Yeah. When you're really hauling and through a level, you just feel so skilled. Um, and for good reason, because there's some really hard parts. You know, there's some really hard parts to the game. So I, I definitely commend them for making just probably the most perfect platformer there is. Mm-hmm. I can't think of one that I like better. And I'm a Sonic fan. Keep that in mind. I love Sonic, but Sonic's no Mario. I mean, the only one I can think that is slightly better, maybe. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, not maybe. The only one that's better, let's all be honest, it's Bubsy. Yes, Bubsy is definitely amazing. Finally, uh, I converted yeah. you. Clip that. Yeah. Whoever's listening to this, clip it and just <laughs> send me an MP3 file of 10 hours of him repeating that. Bubsy, Bubsy is, is amazing. Bubsy, Bubsy is superior is to Mario. That's right. Bubsy makes me want to squirt. Um, so I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what I'm sorry, what? Uh, I didn't say anything, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I don't have any idea. 
Um, so graphics, obviously amazing. What about the music? Beautiful. How do you feel about what, what's your favorite track in Super uh, Mario World? Jesus, that's a tough one. I like the bonus game music. Yeah. Yeah. Because there isn't very many, there's not very many soundtracks in the game. I mean, yeah. But there's like two or three different stage levels, and then there's the underground level, and then there's the, mm-hmm. I don't think there's an air level song. There isn't. Uh, it's surprising that you don't get tired level. of it. Yeah, you don't. You never get tired of it. Right. Uh, you so know, and what, well, and while I was playing this particular playthrough, I I had on an audiobook during. Um but every once in a while I'd turn up the volume and just pay attention to Mario. You yeah. know. Despite the fact that it has so few tracks, you're right. Like it, it's got the overworld, it's got the underworld, it's got the athletic theme. And then I guess there's a version with uh Yoshi's like yeah. drums in the background, which I always thought yeah. was cool. I kind of like the ghost house music too. It's pretty neat. I think that's, I like that one. Yeah. It's spooky. It it definitely gives you a sense of dread. Uh, I think it's probably got my favorite, um, my favorite dungeon theme. Oh yeah. In a Mario, in a Mario game. I just love the, yeah, it's simple, but then it has that thing in the background. That's like this, like, and I'll play a clip of that at some point, but yeah, I love the I love the, like it sounds like an organ. It's so dark. Yeah, it's very ominous, very foreboding. Yeah, definitely. So Super Mario World, Kyle, how many how many Koopa shells are you gonna give this game? I'm gonna give it eight out of ten red Koopa shells. Which is better than the green ones, the yellow ones. Eight out of ten. That's pretty Eight low. Eight out of ten. That's. I mean. I mean, wow. But the red Koopa shells. I mean, as far as like, yeah. I mean, obviously, I get it. What's, the, what's 10, the con? Obviously, what's the what's the conversion into into green Koopa shells? Well, it's like I think it's like one red, because you have to go red. You have to go green, yellow, red, right? So one right. red is equal to four <laughs> yellows, which is equal to twelve greens. So like, it's like. So we're talking about like several hundred. 12 times 8 out of 10. Right. Yes. That, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. 12 it works times out. 8. It's out on I looked it up on Wikipedia on the <laughs> on the Mario Turtle Koopa Shell uh, mathematic uh, mathematics theory mathematical theory page. It's there. Wow, this is this sounds like a real thing. Yep. That you can go to on your Palm Pilot. On the wiki, on your Palm Pilot, on your pager. <laughs> okay. Just page so, up on wiki and tell it, Mr. Wiki, what's the Koopa conversion rate on green shells to red shells? Can I get a Koopa conversion rate, please? Can I get a Koopa conversion, people? Come on. Uh, wow. So I would give it um, definitely a 10 out of 10 for the time. I think maybe now. It is I don't know. I can't. So well. I can't. I can't find anything bad to say about it. I can't find I any flaws in it. It's just, it's a perfect, it, it is exactly what it tried to be. And it's, it's, like it's said, a perfect game. It's aged so well. Like I, yeah. I, I just, like I said, we picked it up for this game for this episode. Uh, and I'm still just much as into it as I was when I was a kid. Like it's still like equally pleasant to look at and listen to. 
It feels super great. Controller and I the go game back communicate to... super well. Yes, definitely. To now, I will I say go back this, to this game often. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. I try to go back like at least once a year if I can. If I remember, mm-hmm. if I'm not too busy, but like I will say this though, uh, my only qualm with the game that I, that I could think of is the uh, I think it's like Chocolate Mountain Five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, you have to describe it to me. It's been a while. Okay, so it's the level that I, has I, like, I only got to. I only got to the forest this time. Uh, I, I have found memories of this. Not found memories. Memories. Of this. It's the level where you have to complete it in a certain way in order to can progress. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like you have to go through these certain screens that'll change depending on how much. Uh, like I think the mechanic is what your time is at. So like if the oh, timer's on a one weird. or zero, like it'll change yeah. the way the exit the exit goes. So like that that's yeah, why we're a, a little one. annoying. Oops, yeah, there are a couple there are a couple clear conditions that are really strange. That but, was it's so out of nowhere too, because there's not any other mm-hmm. level like that. You yeah, know, there's some ghost house with some trick exits. You know what I mean? Like in the in the forest of illusion, yeah. you know, there's some deceptive exits, but like nothing is quite like that one. That 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 that's the only level that really annoyed me. It's the only thing that really annoyed mm-hmm. me about the game. That and the enemy uh, respawns, but I guess that's kind of a Mario thing. Yeah, definitely. I I thought it was cool. This was like the first time when I got to Mario where I was able to go backward, and that yeah. kind of blew my mind a little bit. Like, oh yeah, being able to. It was like, oh, I can go back in the level. So you just you know, if you I want didn't to, miss you can... that mushroom. It didn't go into the ne- into the nether. Yeah, it's just gone forever. See ya. Yeah. yeah, it was it was nice to be able to go backward, which, again, that's not the first time that's happened in a Mario game. I get it. But I hadn't played Mario three or Mario two up to that point. I was a Sega kid. Yeah, I had an I had an NES, but my parents weren't actively buying me games for that. I had whatever my my brother had, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would give this like a perfect score as close to a perfect score as you can get. It's it, like you said, it's definitely aged well. The art style still holds up today. It's not like um, like NES games can be beautiful. There can be some great, really good looking NES games. Oh, yeah. Crystallis but, is really cool. Star. So what's the other one? Uh, the Star Tropics. I like to do an episode of Star Tropics Sunday. Uh, Star Tropics is great. That's a, that's a really good time. It's a, it's a nice breezy playthrough, yeah. even though it gets really hard. It's it's fun to sort of uh, it's fun to get into and just like leave yeah. <laughs> when you get frustrated with it, because it's like, oh, I don't I don't care that much about the story. So this is fun for a while, you know? Yeah. Um, but a, a lot of NES games look ugly, you know? There's yeah, a so lot of you, NES games you that could you tell, look at like, today and you're like, yeah. What, you know, what games people put a lot of effort in, what, what games developers don't. I mean, you can tell that nowadays, even right. up to date. Today, there's still games that come out that are subpar that are shoveled out because, you know, that developer wants money. Just trying to work off of one mechanic. Or trying right. to come up with the newest, um, at best, like mascot for their console and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. like Bubsy, yeah, Bubsy. Uh, but you know, you can. <laughs> Who is the you? You could say that the SNES, leader. to a certain extent, ages really well and better than the NES. Oh yeah, I think I think because the graphics look so good and they look so perfect for what they're trying to be. Um, it's one of the some of the best pixel art that's ever been done is on the SNES. Um, so where the NES, maybe the graphical limitations kept some games from looking as good as they could. 
um, games like Super Mario World hold up so well, I think, because you have such a great range of color that you can pull from. And, you know, it, it's just a good looking game. Yeah. Heck yeah, it is like it's uh, like it's published like it's makers uh, mm-hmm. a legend. Yes, exactly, and it Super will forever Nintendo go in, in in the canon of games. Right. It is one of the few games that I have that I bought a plastic case that it sits in when I'm oh, playing wow. it on the shelf. It's up there with yeah. Earthbound and Mega Man X3 and other. I need to I need to get plastic cases for all my games. They're I so cool. Things. I love them. They're yeah. like eight dollars a piece, but they're so cool. I have like ten. Yeah. Need more. I just have one. I have one for Mega Man X. I I love that game. I can't wait to do that game on the show. I've, we should I've, do. Should we do like just Mega Man X, or can we do like the first three? I don't know. Mega Man X is such a monumental game. It is. It is the you know, starter of the, the, what would be a beautiful thing for the first few games. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know what well, we'll see. We'll see. Would you say that super Mario world is worth playing without a guy? Absolutely. Yeah. It's such, I would too, especially if you don't know about the, where the secret exits are, because mm-hmm. at first they're obvious, you know, and then you're like, Oh, you quickly figure out that if, if there's a little, if the colored piece in the middle is like a darker red, Okay, I'll give you guys a hint. That means there's two exits, multiple exits. And you find that first one, and and it makes you exciting. Yeah, the color of the levels will be different depending on how many exits there are, which I thought was interesting. Really, I've never noticed that at all. I have to go back and look. Yeah, and and find those first first secret exits are really cool because the first one's kind of right there in front of you. You can't quite Mm -hmm. get to it yet. I mean, you just get the feathers, so you could technically get to it. And you find that secret exit and you're like, oh, my God, there's probably more secret exits. And if you keep following that and and doing that, you'll be rewarded, man, especially when you get to the special level. I'm not going to spoil what that's about, but let's not spoil it. Yeah. What's super cool about the game is like, all right, cool. I found this new place. And then like and then you complete that new place. and Like, oh, my gosh, there's another new place. And yeah, it's super neat. That's awesome. And it's definitely. Yeah, I would agree. It's totally worth playing that way. You're rewarded with all this fun, like extra content. Um, there's so many levels in this game and the replay value levels. is insane because I'm still yeah. playing it today. You know, I'm still playing it today. OK, so that brings us to our listener participation. It's, we're going to the playground, buddies. Heck yeah. Going to our neighbor's house. We're going to get some tips. Yep, we're going to go to uh, neighbor's house. He's having pizza. We're going to be watching TMNT1, the movie. So we're, we're oh, going to get around, we'll gather around the table, gather around the table. It's time. It's time now to exchange some hot gaming knowledge. Hot tips. Hot tips. So here is a voicemail. Here's our first voicemail for the day. Okay. Here's a tip for Super Mario World. I believe World 2, there's this level where... It's got the blue dinosaurs, and you're ascending a mountain. Uh, and it's in that level where you must avoid picking up any coins. I think it might also involve not hitting any enemies to get a special, like the, the Yoshi coin or whatever's in this. That's the only level in the game that does that. It's absurd. So, good luck. I. She said something about a second, the second level. Mm-hmm. 
Is he talking about the second world or second level? I think he was talking about the second world. So is he talking about the 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 area where you get the Yoshi and if you don't do it if you do a certain sequence of things, a pair of wings pops out? Is that what he's talking about? Maybe. Oh yeah, there's that weird level where you go in and like you can get you can get all the Yoshi coins there, but there's like more than five available. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's really weird. I think that might be what he's talking about. I have to go back and look, because I'm not really sure exactly what level it is, but I do remember the one where you you get those Yoshi wings, and if you don't have Yoshi, you don't go and you don't get the five coins. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what he's talking about, because I know I heard him say something about World 2. I I know it's coming in a little bit clearer in post, but when I'm listening to it like IRL, and I can't right. hear it too well. So, But thank, thanks so much for sending that in. Do we have a name? Uh, no name on that one no uh, but hey. thank you very much for sending that in yes much preach uh so the second voicemail comes from uh my friend our friend Devin, uh and not your wife yeah i know man super mario world hey this is Devin, your friendly super mario player i've been through this game at least 40 times so the biggest thing that i would say for it the second area is going to be everything in the game i mean in the top left hand corner you'll see a ghost house you're going to want to go there as fast as you can in this game and do the secret for that level that's a a big hint because once you have that level finished you're gold for the rest of the game also the first place that you can encounter star world in the second area make sure to go and find the secret for the underwater level that's right in the middle of that little pond anyways I love this game. I hope you guys have a good time playing it. See ya. Bye, Adam. I mean, Devin. So what Devin's talking about is a really, really great hint. Um, It's called the Top Secret Zone. Top Secret. Top Secret. I wish I had a sound effect for it. Close enough. That's fine. (laughs) There you go. You go to the Top Secret area. Um... (laughs) And so that in the ghost house, that one I think is findable. Um, it's neat. He gave us like a, a location for the hint, but didn't actually give you the the answer. I, I'm th- I think maybe I yeah. just want to keep it a secret. Do we want to keep it a secret? Okay, I'll give yeah. it a hint. I'll give it a hint. Yeah. Okay. So the ghost house, the first ghost house you get to, maybe, yeah. just maybe, go out and find yourself a feather before you go back in. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good hint. That's enough. Yeah. You know? Just, enough to get you through. Yeah, just that's enough to find it. There's a little secret. A little secret. Yeah, it's a really good one, too. And it, as soon as you find that, the top secret area is um, is an area that is top secret. Uh, and when you go there, you can get um, you can get any power up and a Yoshi. Yeah, just infinitely. And what I used to do when I had the Game Boy Advance game is I would grind lives out of that. I would go in. I would get Yoshi. I would get myself two feathers because screw the fire flower. I never wanted the fire flower. I always wanted the feather. Yeah. Feathers better. I'm a double. I'm, I'm a double feather guy, man. Double feathers all the way. DFs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the ability to hold an item was a great addition to. Oh, uh, yeah. That was neat. Have a spare item. Spare item. Yeah. However, the item inventory going away was, I don't know. Maybe it was appropriate. But anyway, I like just being able to have one because the item inventory I never really used, which they brought back in the new one, which I thought was funny. Yeah, it's interesting. 
Uh, a lot of the new stuff is just trying to be Mario three, which yeah, kind of, eh, sort of, yeah. eh, not into it. But I like uh, Super Mario three D World. I like what they did oh, there. 3D World's so good. That game's so good. I never did beat Victory Road. But yeah, so like just to go off topic just a little, did you have, so was that your uh, a level grinding area? Like was that your level, like your, I'm sorry, your uh, live Life grinding, grinding a- area? Or did yeah. you have another level? I No, that was my one. I would go there. I would get one life. I guess there's that ghost house. that ha- uh, Not the ghost house. There's a, um, well, there is a ghost house that has a lot of lives. And there's also that dungeon. Yeah, my my favorite go to level was on. I think it's right before you get to the Butter Bridge. There's a level where um, there's a box, mm-hmm. one of those boxes that changes um, like what the power up's going to be. Like it'll cycle through them, and mm-hmm. it's right before a section where there's a bunch of Koopas and paratrooping Goombas. Which the Goombas mm-hmm. look weird in this game, by the way, guys. We haven't talked about that. They look different. Uh, yeah, where you pick up the star and you can just run through them and get a bunch of one ups. That was my go to. Uh, life up farm nice so that was a little I, bit I different that was interesting. i'm sure everyone has their own different methods that one's a fun one i i like doing specifically the 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 top secret area because you can go in and leave without having to like it, it doesn't take it, it doesn't take as long as it takes to go into a, a normal level you know it oh, just yeah, sort of fades in and fades there. out yeah yeah i can see that but but when you go when you go back in with Yoshi, the Yoshi thing becomes a, an extra life and it's a little bit slower, but you know, it was an yeah. easy way to do it. I just, that, that was the way I did it anyway. Anyways, thanks That's a really so interesting much. Way. Yeah. Thanks so much, Devin, for sending that in much appreciate. Make sure to tune into the final season finale of flakes that he is in, uh, that is airing today, but, uh, in your time, we've already been out for two weeks. So go and check it out. Well, it'll be, it'll be one week. It'll be one week, but that's, yeah, na- that's no big deal. Okay. Narrative imperative, YouTube, check it out. Mm-hmm. Flakes. They finally get the what they're out, looking buddy. for uh, at the end. I mean, it's just, I'm not, I'm not going to say what it is, but no spoilers, but there's, they finally get something that they've been wanting the entire season. <laughs> Thanks for the shout out, man. Um, Anytime. Yeah. Go, go watch flakes. It's really good. I'm really proud of it. Um, I'm kind of sad it's over, to be honest. They'll make a season two, maybe. Yeah, you know, maybe we will. <laughs> maybe they will. I don't have a part of it. I do, but, you know. There's, there's, I think there's enough to work with where they can get a second season. Yeah, maybe we could. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what we decide to we'll, do. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Well, let's take a look at it. Yeah. Do uh, we have any more? Uh, nope, that's it for today. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you for uh, calling in, and we'll be right back. Just kidding. We'll be back with our Chrono Trigger check-in. So where are you in Chrono Trigger? You already told me this, but the the audience needs to hear. Okay, so remember that story I told you of the chaotic weekend, the Memorial Day weekend, right? Yes, yes, yes. I had planned to play through it that weekend, but like a dummy, I, I packed it in the wrong bag and then left it here. Oh so, great! Womp womp womp. You can play that. You can play that sound effect again. Go ahead. There, there we go. Just, uh, just um, yeah. I ran out of lives. Ran out of lives, guys. I'm, I'm dead in real life. So that's the reason we're not playing Chrono Trigger sooner. Uh, we were planning on doing it next week. I beat it again. Wow. Um, I got the uh, second ending. Uh, so I, I took on Lavos again, which was substantially easier with three characters rather than the two. Probably. Um, yeah, the the second ending's not as interesting. Oh, did you hear that they um 
I don't know if it's on repro cartridge yet, but they came out with a new repro, a new a new like extra Chrono Trigger game they came out with something made. Ooh, I don't remember it what it's called. I don't remember what it's called, but I remember seeing it somewhere on the Facebook group I'm with. I'm really interested for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I want to get send me Crimson a link Echoes. If you can find it. I want to get Crimson Echoes so bad. Yeah, me too. It's such a cool looking cartridge, and they did really good custom art for it. It, it looks really good. Yeah. But yeah, so you beat it again. So someone's making progress. Someone's a dud. Uh, raise You're his not hand. a dud. But I'm oh, a... you know what I realized for the first time in playing it this time? What's that? Uh, I realized that you can go to uh, back to the present day before you go to uh, 65 million BC. You just realized that? I yeah. thought you had to do that. I thought no, you can go to you can go to the uh, sixty five million BC immediately. I may have just well, forgotten because I play I played this game a lot, so I probably knew at one point. I dead ended um, at it, so I went back. I guess, I guess I went to sixty five million BC, then I got hit a dead end and I went back. Right, that's what I always do too because I'm oh, always okay. anxious to go to. I'm I, I always see that and I'm like, the, well, that sounds more interesting, so the, I always go there first. The old man suggests it, like. Yeah, I think I probably knew, but I just always ignored him. Oh, poor guy. He sits there with the one and solely purpose of telling you where to go. And he's like, whatever, I'll just go to sleep. I guess, oh, you want to go see 65 million BC, you jerk. Yeah. Yeah. So I usually go there first and pick up Ayla. Um, And I think I had just done it that way for so long that I forgot that you could go back to the present time first. And that you you really should. By all by all accounts. Yeah. But it's just one of those things, you know, eventually, you know, yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm excited to uh, to really dig into that. So, you know, hurry up. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get this soon enough. Don't worry, guys. It won't. It's not just just around the corner. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Um, so everybody, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening and being here. Kyle, thanks for being my co-host. Always a pleasure. I would do. I would do this show even if nobody listened because it's fun to talk I'd to my, listen, games, man. my best friend. I'd listen. Well, yeah, that's true. Ow, I slapped my chest. But I'd listen, bruh. Good. Do we have any iTunes reviews? Uh, we actually do. We have our first <gasps> iTunes review. Mine never got posted because my Mac hates me. Well, you're not supposed to tell people that you're doing a review. Oh, really? <laughs> I can review Shh. my own show. Shh. Quiet. Don't tell anybody. Goal. Um, so if you guys have been uh, listening, uh, obviously you'll hear at the beginning of this episode, uh, we have a little advertisement for our contest. If you want to win, please leave us an iTunes review and you will be entered to win a $20 gift card to the eShop of your choice and a retro reset t-shirt. Um, so please enter by again leaving a review on iTunes. We've only got one so far. Uh, the contest is open until the end of June. And I have a feeling we're going to be having people uh, waiting until the end of June <laughs> to do this because, you know, people just forget to do these things. But yeah, um, our first few is from F Fedco. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But um, I'm dude. I know from the uh, continue cast uh, discord channel. So he gives it five stars and says, sweet nostalgic revenge. That brief period of time around the 90s when video games were ubiquitous, but the internet was not. I was a victim of countless video game falsehoods, and now I can finally be the one to fabricate convincing lies. 
Uh, I mean, share helpful tips. Yes, that. Which she's the one that lied to us about uh, yeah. the messenger thing. Yeah, definitely. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's our he's our wild card, guys. Heck yeah, everyone's got to have one. Thanks yeah. for leaving a review, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. And obviously you are entered to win. Um, so Welcome to the entry board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, yeah, leave a leave a review. It really helps out. Um, and, you know, obviously you get entered to win a cool thing. So hope you enjoy that. And you can see, ah, I'm yawning. You can see our design on our uh, Teespring. Uh, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah uh okay well yeah again guys thanks for watching um or listening even (laughs) my brain is gone uh but this has been retro reset follow us next episode where we'll be going over the legendary lego islands make sure to call in your tips and tricks and memories to one uh to the retro reset hotline that's 747 reset uh, 747-3738. 747-21, 747-21 reset. Oh, my bad. 747-21 reset. That's 747-213738. No. No? No. Am I wrong? 747-21 reset or 747-217-3738. 217-3738. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, at least one of us got it down. Anyways, guys. You know, you give me a hard time for forgetting it. Not so easy, is it, Kyle? (laughs) 